Hi, this is Laura Whitmore with the She Rocks podcast. I'm here with Monica Smetona of Rankus Hines. Very nice to talk to you. Thank you. Very nice to speak with you also. Am I saying that right? Rankus Hines? That is correct. Hines it's like, Hines like ketchup. Like the ketchup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, um, I, I'm excited to chat with you. And I thought maybe we'd start off by sharing. Maybe you could share a little bit of what does the company do? And I know that you are currently the first female president of Rankus Hines, which is really exciting. So maybe talk a little bit about the company and then about your role. Okay. Well, thank you. Um, Rankus Hines is a professional loudspeaker manufacturer. The company was founded um, in 1979 by my father, Harrow Hines. Uh, we've been in business for 44 years. And with his sense of humor, he started the business on April Fool's Day. Ah, um, nice. <laughs> <laughs> surprise, uh, you're still here after 44 yes, years. Yes, after all these years. That's it awesome. may have come across as a joke, but it's not. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what we do is we provide premium sound solutions for a variety of spaces. So we are located in airports and museums and theme parks and houses of worship. Any place that needs sounds. <laughs> yes, any place that needs sound. And so we're, we're worldwide, which is exciting. We're a smaller company, but we have a special you know niche in the, in the industry. And uh, our goal, obviously, is to provide the best sound for both speech and music. And what kind of sets us apart in the industry is we're known for um, the innovative beam steering technology. And that sounds frightening, but it's not. I, the easiest way for me to describe that is a is using a flashlight and seeing a beam of light. Uh-huh. We do that with loudspeakers instead and mm-hmm. uh, send a, a beam of sound to a specific location. Oh, so it's like directional sound. Directional projection. sound. Cool. Correct. And by doing that, you know, we can avoid feedback from walls and ceilings and really focus the sound on the audience. And then that way the audience gets pristine, intelligible sound. And there's never like a bad seat in the house. That's kind of our goal. Um, that's awesome. So that's what like, we do. When there yeah. is bad sound, you're so bummed, right? So. Oh, yeah, it can ruin a, a, a performance. Yeah, I mean, it or can anything. ruin your entire night. I, <laughs> I even day. find like sometimes when you go see someone speak and the sound isn't great, it's just so stressful to try to discern like what are they, what are they actually saying? Exactly. Really and focusing in. Yeah. Yeah. And people don't realize how complex it is to actually create good sound in an area and that every environment's different and creates its own challenges. So we're kind of known for being the speaker that works in challenging environments, which we're, you know, we're proud of that, too. And a lot of that, again, is that directional sound. Yeah, you should be. I mean, it is interesting, too, because the space could be different depending on how many people are in it or what it is that's going through the speaker and all of that, right? And everything that's before the speaker. It's funny. The speaker yeah. gets blamed yeah. when sometimes it's the mix board that's the problem. Oh, that's <laughs> so interesting. <funny>. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe even the cable, as we know. Yes, like, there's exactly. so many things. Yeah. yeah, yeah, interesting. Well, I mean, it is, I also think it's interesting. Like, you don't even realize how many places require like sound amplification. Like, you mentioned a few, but I'm thinking, like, oh, yeah, you go to like Disneyland, there's sound amplification mm-hmm. everywhere. You go to the airport, you go, you know, to the grocery store like it's it's everywhere it's everywhere (laughs) exactly yeah yeah so cool oh that's awesome thank you for sharing that so share a little bit about you now and your role there oh well let's see 
Um, about me, I joined the company about 24 years ago, and I needed a change from my original position, which was in the motorcycle industry. Uh-huh. Um, my degrees in administra- business administration and HR. So when I first started with Rank Assigns, I, I just needed a change from my prior position. I had been there for 15 years and was ready for something new. Um, I'd always been interested in music and audio, uh, having a father that started a company uh, in audio. And then also my brother, Ralph Hines, is our CTO. Um, he's our visionary for Rankus Hines. So every family gathering was about music and loudspeakers. And so I, in 1999, I started off as director of admin. So I handled customer service, payroll, HR, accounting, the basic things. And then I just kind of gained a real interest in how businesses run. And I started learning about every department, how their, how the department worked, how it was involved in the account, you know, in the uh, computer systems and, and what we did. And over time, I was able to work my way up into the COO position or operations position for the company. And then after 23 years with the company, my father finally at 93 decided it was time to retire. And I moved into the president role. Wow, that's 93. God bless him. That's amazing. (laughs) And he still emails. He probably does. He's like, what's happening? Exactly. That's cool. I'm sorry. So you're so now you're leading like I guess you and your brother together are leading the vision. Yes, it's a it's a combined effort. I'm more the admin person and more the systems kind of person, and my brother's the visionary. Without the visionary, you can't have a company. I'm probably too boring for that. He's the one who can look up where where's the industry going. Both sides are important. Yeah. Oh no, I you you have to have both sides. It's just that I think uh, Ralph and I are combined make a great team for the company. So what's your challenge in this role now? Now you now you're here leading like what's what's on your mind? Tell us. Well, there's constant <laughs> challenges staying up to date. Um, obviously with COVID there have been mm. massive challenges with supply chain issues. Um, we had some older outdated computer systems that were in the process of updating at this point. So it's a big transition moving uh, in ERP system. Uh, from a 20-year-old system to what is considered modern now. And um, Mm -hmm. so that's been, that's my main focus this year is moving into that so that in turn, we have better better data to determine what direction we want to go with our loudspeakers as we continue on. We're also bringing in new talent, younger talent, more diverse talent, which is exciting. It's the next chapter of Rankus Hines. Um, so that's that's what we're working on right now. But, you know, it's a challenge as <laughs> every business trying to stay in business after COVID is, is difficult. Yeah. You, you really have to outmaneuver the supply chain issues. And I think we've done quite well. Yeah, that's good. I, and it's weird, too, because forecasting is really hard as well. You just don't. You can't rely on the past anymore, right, to inform no, you, what's you happening can't. next. And, Exactly. And being a worldwide company, every country has Uh, come back online differently. 
and areas where we used to excel are now still quiet and still trying to come back. So it's it's been it's been interesting. Do you travel but, you around know, like to meet with people in different countries? Um, for me, it's more trade shows. Okay. I'm more involved yeah. in trade shows to kind of keep you know my finger on the pulse of the industry. Um, our sales team is more involved in that, yeah. and um, and obviously my my brother and and our product manager. They're the ones who are doing the travel. Yeah, it's so interesting because I I was recently, I just did a trip to Taiwan and then Australia, Brisbane, Australia. And I I just think it's interesting how, like you mentioned, different parts of the world have responded to how they come back after the pandemic and what the norms are there are different and the expectations as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. I'm hoping that everything will get more normalized here over time. Me too. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I mean, it's I, but it's like that even in different parts of the U.S. as well. You know, like I'm on the East mm-hmm. Coast and everybody's like pretty freewheeling here. But you know, some, some of the and places, we're on the West Coast, so yeah. I think the two, the coasts are are freewheeling. It's the center. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still maybe. Deciding. We'll yeah. see. But that's yeah. cool. So so tell me about, you know, you being the first female president and what it's like for you. Um, are you trying to bring more women into the company or reach out to women in the industry to help foster that diversity? Well, yes. I mean, we've had wonderful uh, engineers here that were women. Oh, awesome. And the industry's pretty male biased to be honest with you. <laughs> oh, no, I would have so, never known that. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> there you go. And also, I think people, you know, women in general don't even think about yeah. the audio industry because they think of roadies or front of house engineers. So it's it's kind of reaching out and realizing there's so many areas in this industry that you could participate if you have a love of music you know, my goodness, you could go my direction, which started out as admin and HR, purchasing, logistics, sales and marketing is is a wonderful way to get involved. You know, you have the, like I said, engineering, it was surprising how many women engineers we mm-hmm. had at one time. Um, they've since moved on, but they, they were wonderful to have here and um, very proud of of all the work that they provided for us and then there's operations i mean there's really no limit to what a woman can do in this industry if they want to and and i think the limit is that you don't think there's a position for you and it's it's such an open and diverse area it's exciting i think too like people well people maybe students students choosing a career i think a lot of times they don't think of the music or audio industry as an industry like the fact that we do need all those other things besides mm-hmm. you know a musician or you know the, yeah, or pro- the product house. builder or yeah. whatever yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and that there's yeah. all these other roles that people play but the cool part is that the products that you're working on are so interesting and exciting that it can energize you know you as well certainly we we have a young marketing manager now who's who's just been fabulous and watching her grow in her position has has just really been a joy that's one of my favorite uh things as a as a leader is watching a person grow in their position yeah me too i love that that. yeah It gives you like this special excitement, like, okay, I helped that, you know, that person yes. get to this place. It's a really good feeling. 
Well, and she's at a position now where she's, you know, really explaining to us how to best position ourselves. And that has been incredible. She's changed kind of our our branding, which was awesome. Yeah. So. And I think, I mean, I think in any role too, like the, especially marketing, I'm a, I'm a marketing person myself in my, my day job. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's so fat, like changing so rapidly. I mean, you look at like AI now and that's affecting so many things in marketing. Um, oh, yes. I was just on chat GBT the other day. <laughs> yes. Yes. I know our CEO is like, you better use, you better use AI tools every day. Because you all exactly. need to learn how to do them. And I'm like, okay. But then we're seeing how to incorporate them in the best manner in, in our loudspeaker production yeah. and in our, um, in our software. And, and even looking out into um, from the technical side when you're giving technical support, seeing how we can best utilize that. Yeah. And it's like exciting and terrifying at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, we'll figure this out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always say right like, place for it. Yeah, yeah, that's like the thing that I think companies really want is people willing to figure it out. Like everyone's not going to know everything, right? Exactly. But you have to have that spirit of I can figure this out. So Exactly. That's and, a good thing. and just being, staying current. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and knowing that's that you have awesome. to stay current. That's a. That's crucial. It's a yeah. big, <laughs> it's a big chunk of what you need to think about. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. So, I mean. Do you, I, I've often thought that women, like, I don't know what it is, like some sensibility about how women approach communication maybe or relationships brings a different energy into the business world. Like, do you find that in your role as well? Oh, absolutely. I think women operate real differently than men. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though the odds are sometimes against women in leadership roles and it requires us to push more and and prove that we're strong and capable, climb the ladder – it gives us an advantage because we're used to having more experience, a variety of experiences mm. to get in those positions. You know, we have a tendency to lead by example. We're less authoritarian and, you know, probably more cooperative and family-like. Um, I think women manage crisis situations really well. I can think both on a personal level with, you know, children and items that happen (laughs) there to relating it to work. Yeah, I have too many. But um, (laughs) but anyway. Lots of examples of that, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then, you know, just um, I think we're really inclusive. I think women choose to be more inclusive. Mm -hmm. and, And that helps in, you know, team building and problem solving. Um, decision-making. Also, the whole balance between work and personal life. It gives us, you know, we want that balance. So we'll try to promote it and and bring it along. Uh, I think sometimes also being a woman in a leadership role, it gives people an opportunity to speak with you on a more personal level. Mm. They'll open themselves up to be a little bit more vulnerable with you. And last and most important, of course, is being able to keep your ego in check. So I think women can do that better than men. (laughs) Maybe I shouldn't say that. I mean, I think some men are good at that. I I do think like... Yes, I agree. I'm I'm not good. I'm not bashing men in any shape. (laughs) Me neither. I love men. Yes. And I work with some great men myself, but I think think that there are the norms, like sort of maybe the stereotypes of men in business are, Mm -hmm. are, are those like maybe opposed to to how women approach business so mm-hmm. hopefully over time those yeah. will soften in certain those ways will change. as well yeah. yes yeah I agree with everything you said. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I don't think 
think I've ever had the moment like that. <laughs> yeah. Everything you said is right. Um, <laughs> you know, I like to ask this question because I find it so interesting. Like, from for me personally, my career, I always thought, oh, it's point A to point B. I'll do this thing, and then this thing will happen, and that thing will happen. But, you know, my personal experience has been such a windy road and such a so many unexpected pluses and minuses and I was wondering for you like what's been your biggest surprise in your career and looking back like maybe thinking about like how'd you react and would you change something that how you reacted or or did it lead you to someplace really great that you didn't expect well oh maybe I'm taking this um well, I have two two ways of looking at your question so in, in one if I look at it from a surprise I was in my prior career uh, director of accounting and um, what's funny is I had already gone to college. I quit college um, because I knew better <laughs> and uh, had to get a job because my free ride was over. And I started out as the receptionist at that uh, at the motorcycle industry uh-huh. position. And over time, though, I worked my way up because I'm I am ambitious and I and I really tried and I wanted to be successful. And I worked full time. I went back to school full-time because I knew I would never get paid what I deserved mm. to be paid without getting my degree. And I was pregnant. So I wound up getting my degree in three days after my daughter was born. <laughs> wow. So that was like a moment of realizing the strength that I had that I didn't know I had. And that helped me really realize that, okay, I can pretty much accomplish what I want as long as I dedicate and, you know, I'm a positive team member and I learn. Uh, Something I didn't mention is I I grew up with dyslexia. Hmm. So um, my age group, they didn't even know what dyslexia was. Um, So I went through all these tests and I kept failing tests and I, you know, it was kind of a stigma that lasted with me for years. So the thought of ever kind of moving ahead and, and being successful, I was constantly told I wouldn't be. So I, it, it was an obstacle, but I overcame that obstacle and I didn't allow it to define me. Um, you know, becoming the president at Rankus Hines was its own surprise. I mean, it never mm. occurred to my dad that I would, number one, be in the business and number two, run it. I, I don't um, Is he like an old school he, dad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's an immigrant. So he's, you know, he's the American dream immigrant. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I was supposed to be, you know, eye candy for my husband, but not be stupid. That's mm-hmm. what I was told when I, you know, oh my gosh. <laughs> so, yeah. So you can imagine, you know, my career path took a, a completely different turn. Maybe that's what spurred me on to go. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was that kid. So, um, yeah, I think uh, but, from I that mean, standpoint. That's great to hear your story because, you know, you think about, you know, people like everyone goes through challenges. And I love that you didn't give up, that you, um, you know, figured out like, OK, I need this degree now to get here. And yes, you know, I, I, I have a, had a similar path where I got my master's in marketing because I was a music major. School and I was like, oh. mm-hmm. but I got my job in marketing and I'm like, oh, I guess I'm a marketer now. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, there's like that resilience. It's something that you can learn to be better at over time, right? Like, absolutely. You get to that point where you're like, well, I didn't die last time. Like, I got through this. Like, yes. I can figure this out. Absolutely. Yeah. What do they say? Absolutely. There was like some article in the New York Times about grit 
and like building grit in your children. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, grit. Like that's the thing. It's so important. I really do believe that's important. Yeah. Me too. That's awesome. Okay. So. Well, thank you. I guess some of these other questions I have written down, we've already touched on. Um, Maybe like, let's talk a little bit about advice and like, well, A, how do we get more women into the audio industry? And maybe like some advice you might have for women who maybe have an inkling that they want to go in there and, and maybe they're intimidated or they're not sure what their next step could be. Well, I think part of it is, you know, looking at both high schools and colleges and, and, maybe getting programs or, or a free session at mm. the schools. Cause you look at, even in high school, you have a play and you have the kids who are learning how to be the, the crew. So they need to know how the loudspeakers work, how the, um, the microphones, how the mix mix board works. Well, there's your first opportunity in talking to them about the audio industry. Mm, right. uh, Rank Hines is actually looking into the possibility of starting to reach out to local high schools and offering, you know, some form of a program for these kids that are in theater. Um, well, plus high schools have like an AV department, right? Right. Yeah. But then you, if you actually have a company, a local company that can come in and maybe even allow them to come on, you know, our, our facility right. and see how the loudspeakers are built, you know, and, yeah, and that's what they cool. Yeah. yeah, maybe even from a physics standpoint, you know, you can mm-hmm, discuss mm-hmm. it. Um, I know my physics uh, report was on loudspeakers when I was younger. <laughs> but, um, but you had an in. Yeah. You, like, kind of knew uh, somebody who could help you with that. Yes, I did have an in. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But I do, I, I, I feel that it's very important to, to state that even though I had an in in the audio industry, I really did work hard for my position I'm as the sure daughter of an owner. Did. It's it's yeah. really it's ten times harder because the perception is you really you, you really were it, handed right? this yeah, you exactly, have, yeah. and so I had to really prove that I was worthy of the position and and that you know I could be counted on and that I wasn't looked upon as like the bratty kid, right? Um, and I do feel that that. I have proven that, but it, (laughs) it was, that was another obstacle that, you know, you had to overcome, but, but good for you that you were like, okay, instead of shrinking from this, I'm just going to go out there and really dig in. So, yeah. Oh, it's always a, yes, it was always interesting when people who put me in the little box learned that I actually knew more than they expected. So that was very helpful. (laughs) It's kind of fun, like, yeah. uh, uh, you know, earlier in my career as a young woman, I was doing artist relations for a guitar amp company, and people, I start talking about guitar amps, and people were like, who is this girl? Like, so shocked that I could, you know, <laughs> speak on that level, and I always kind of found it kind of fun to have that sneak attack that I knew yes. so much. <laughs> it is, it is, and, and this it's funny that we feel like we, we also have to show that, too, yeah. because we're not given the automatic that a man would be given yeah. as far as, you right. know, having knowledge in that area. Yeah, so it's kind exactly. Of like, like people are like, oh, this can't be right. She can't, yeah. she can't know that. <laughs> it doesn't fit in my, you know, perception. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, we, sorry, we were talking about building... Building the next generation of audio professionals. Isn't that what we were talking about? Yes, we were. I'm sorry. I'm off track there. But yeah, I mean, 
so having having uh, women join trade shows, I was involved in a video where we tried to you know promote women in in uh, in the audio industry, mm-hmm. having sessions like this that you and I are holding right yeah. now. And uh, just being out there, being more public about it. And I do believe like a number of the trade shows are trying to really promote it. They're now having women in audio yeah. uh, breakfasts and, and different meetings and hosting it also through the years, you know, through the entire year. So if we can get women to start participating in that, that I think will make a difference. I agree. Cause it's like, you know, once you're there, you can open the door and bring in, you know, five mm-hmm. more people with you and make it more visible. Then that's how we, that's how we build a movement. Right. So absolutely. Yeah. And my goal is to hopefully open the door for younger women to come in here and really, um, you know, avoid some of the obstacles my generation went through and, and just succeed. Yeah. So Cool. Yes. Well, it's been so awesome to talk to you. Do you have anything else you'd like to share about yourself or Rankus Hines or things coming up for you guys? Um, well, probably the only thing I'd like to share for women is never be afraid of what people view as a failure. There are no failures. It's just a learning lesson. Oh, yes. And um, I, I, I hope that women realize that you just grow with every experience that you have and look at the opportunity that you get out of it. Cause without growth, there's, there's no change. And, um, <clears throat> without failing, you'd never know you needed to change. So, um, I right. think that's an important, uh, piece. I agree. And don't you think like, I don't know, when I look back at my career, some of the things that were like tragedies, like tragic, terrible failures mm-hmm. led to like the best thing that ever happened to me absolutely because I took another path and I learned a lot about myself through oh it's it's always amazing for me I'm a very direct person and that actually hasn't worked well for me but had it not been pointed (laughs) out to me (laughs) well you know I can be viewed as unbending opinionated Mm. etc and it made people not approach me and over time in my career I learned that oh you have to watch body language and you need to express that no I really am open please tell me and um, that was a big change for me and I and as you were saying you know one of those I I created a big problem and it ended in helping me really grow as a person and become a more open and uh, somebody that people are willing to come speak with on both a professional level and a personal level. Yeah, well, that's good for you for like, you know, being honest with yourself and, you know, realizing maybe that, you know, pitfall and and changing your behavior. And I do think that that's the real challenge also with like all the virtual communication we have now is you can't see somebody's body language. And it's, it's really difficult to build like trust and relationships mm-hmm. with people, might even your own team, um, yes. in that way. So it's it's another yeah, tricky I don't, thing. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I like in person meetings. Yeah, you know, they, Me too. They are a little easier. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much. Um, we'll share this. We'll share some links to Rank Hines, and and very great to meet you. Oh, wonderful to meet you, too. I'm a Queens girl, just so you know. Oh, nice. Yeah. So (laughs) I left. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks. You, too. Okay. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.